Everything's weird to me. But we'll talk about it. Yeah, definitely. Now, we could, uh... Like people fucking recognizing me is weird to me. Fucking. Oh, we definitely gotta talk about that. Cause oh my god. No one recognizes me, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very recognizable in the rooms that I'm in. Well. Because I look like people say I look like Big Bird. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect description and I hate it. <laughs> but is it is it, you know, is it is it kind of true? It's 100% true. When I gain <laughs> weight, I just get those birthing hips. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like my weight just goes to my middle, so I just look like Big Bird. You know, it's funny when you did walk in here in the studio, right? You know, because me and you got shorts on because it's hot as hell in Boston yeah. today. It's like 90-something degrees. But then I looked at your, like, your top part of your body. I was like, cool, you know, it's... It hasn't done really much. It's still the same. That's good. Like, you know, like, you know, but you're not, you haven't gained any weight. You're still, like, the same size you were, like, two years ago. I gained 50 pounds. Fuck, my bad. I'll the- take that back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy you said that. That made my day. I looked in the mirror today like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Well, all right, so I'll go. I'll explain the second thing. Because <laughs> obviously that didn't really hit the way I wanted to. But I was gonna say like, oh man, this dude Sam, man, he's got he's got some thick legs. He got some thick quads. Like, you got some your bottom half. If you were if you were a chick, you'd be getting mad dick because you'd be thick. Like I don't like know Paul's. how I'm supposed <laughs> to take that. I don't pause from that. I, I, was, I don't like that you looked me up and down and like had like ideas for every part of me. <laughs> I know, I know, right? As I was like, saving it, I'm like, yo, like I'll look at a dude and I'll get like a whole overview of his image, but I'll never be like, damn, like his neck though, like those shoulders. <laughs> His four, yo, he has veins on his forearms. You know what that means? Yo, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. All right. So everything I set up until this point, we're gonna just delete. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> now I'm basically I'm gay now. So <laughs> that's what we're doing. Actually, it's Pride Month. Very fitting. That's actually. what I do on my podcast. <laughs> this turned into <laughs> bucked up. I make guests gay. You turn, you turn guys into. <laughs> no, nah, I have the. Oh yeah. no, we'll start. No, nah, it's all good. It's all good. Nah. Um. I didn't even freaking introduce you in, but it's all good, you know. Yo, thank you for coming on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? I got my man who I've known for a while. When I say a while, I mean a while. Before you could even legally, like, like what, get into a club? Yeah. Right? So I don't even know if you know why you had to watch over me the first time. <laughs> the way you said that was... <laughs> After the whole, I hope you do delete that first part, because that just made the dynamic... You're making weird. my situation worse. But... Nah, but like my dad, I was 16 when we met, and you were working at Laugh Boston. <laughs> it still doesn't sound like, okay, I'm so sorry. And you were working at Laugh Boston. Right. And it was like an 18 plus or something, so my dad called the club and was like... Can my son go? He loves comedy. Wow. And then the manager was like, yeah, we got him. That's dope. And then you were the... I was, a, I was the guy that... You were the security... I, I don't want to... Yeah, yeah, you were the security. I was a security guy. I worked yeah. there. So, you know, when I first started comedy, you know, I said to myself, you know, what's the best way to learn about comedy? Because I don't know anything about the... I didn't know anything about the business of comedy or, like, how things worked. I just knew, like, I always loved comedy and I wanted to, like, get into comedy. So I said to myself, "Let's. what's the best way to learn just work at a comedy club you know what I mean yeah so and I met you you were like 16 right but that was me I was like what's the best way I just go to this comedy club every weekend and just hope to make an impression 
You were too. You were there like a lot. I knew I knew you were the shit because you actually used to you were coming to the black shows too. <laughs> yeah. I remember I'd be like seventeen years old sitting front row at they had the show Chocolate Sundays. Goddamn which you right. could never have a show named that in Massachusetts today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that yeah. name is I just feel like It just doesn't a, connect. Like especially much. for a club like laugh which isn't like yeah yeah it doesn't well it's like it's, anyway yeah i'd be sitting front row like 17 years old just like nerdy as shit and everyone would say something about me every time but i love that you shit. love that that's shit, where yeah. i met i think i i think that was the first time i really want to say that uh, you like i knew at that point like okay this kid is like he's consistent you know because <clears throat> for someone to like know about comedy at 16 like stand-up comedy specifically, because I, I feel like it's a specific genre, odd yeah. form. And for for because most sixteen-year-olds are what doing like sports or they're doing, you know, traditional like other extracurricular activities. Like, doing sports or girls. <laughs> doing sports or girls, basically <laughs> yeah, at sixteen, basically. Um, but I feel like if you're starting, com- if you're going to comedy shows at like sixteen, you're either like like kind of smart, um, and creative at the same time, you know. I don't know what goes first. <laughs> or a weirdo. Or just a pure weirdo. So, but uh, yeah, it's been that long, man. And you've ever eight since years. eight years, yeah. And uh, since then, you, I've seen this whole uh, kind of maturation process with you, which is like pretty dope to see. Cause which is crazy because when you came on the podcast, my podcast, right. almost like two years ago, th- that was even like. No one knew. You know what I mean? I was just like an open micer at that point, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, you yeah, you were like you were just doing a thing that you like to do mm-hmm. and you're just like passionate about. It. That's what I got. You know, like you said, "Hey, cuz you told me like, yo, I'm starting my podcast, you know, I'm about to do this." I'm like, "All right, yep." And you're actually one of the very few dudes that are like one of the comedians that are like young in this game, like from Boston, from the Boston scene that actually is kind of is about your word you know what i mean like you actually what you say you're gonna do you actually do it (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know so and and i know i'm not like it's i get it it's hard you know people people give up you know and people this is a hard game but you still Uh, keep going you know i have this friend uh his name's his his producer name is me fucks but he was the CTO of Capital One Bank. Why is he not the president of the United States with that name? <laughs> it's a, yo, he was the the fourth in charge of the fourth biggest bank in the world. That's pretty close to president oh, of the United States. Oh, me fucks is... Yeah. He was the f- CTO of Capital One Bank, but he also owns a rap label. <clears throat> He's oh. dope, but he gave me this like advice, which I... It was kind of what we were talking about outside, but I didn't want to ruin it. That's all. I wanted to save it for here. But it's like, there's people, like, everyone has great ideas, but it's all about people who, like, execute on those ideas. Damn. Like, it's for real. Like, if you execute, it doesn't even matter Mm. if you have good ideas, but if you just execute on them, that's why you're saying, like, stick to my word. It's like, yeah. I might be not the best or whatever, but I'll execute on whatever. Yeah, yeah. I saw something the other day on Instagram. You know what? On those reels sometimes, like things pop up and you can just, they're like reels back to back of like either short clips of people saying stuff or certain events. And I think that it was, um, was it Dame Dash that said this? I think, I think it was Dame Dash that said this. He goes, um, consistency will outweigh motivation. So, there's times that you won't be motivated to do things or execute things, but if you're just consistent at do, doing that thing that you like to do, that you love to do, just keep, 
your motivation will ultimately catch up to like the consistency part because we all are fickle as humans, right? Like yeah. we don't sometimes I don't want to do shit. It's just <laughs> yeah, I get it, but but if you just keep doing the thing, you just keep doing it, it, your motivation will come back, and then you're. You know, I was like, like, oh, shit, that's kind of dope, like, the way he said that. You know it's, what I mean? Yeah, because it's like talent's the foot in the door. And then, I don't know. I know a lot of podcasts that are better than mine, a lot. Mm-hmm. But I don't know any that are as consistent as mine. Mm-hmm. Doing three episodes a week, not missing a week. Two episodes a week oh, now, yeah. not missing a week. For two years straight now, over 200 episodes. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't even, it doesn't matter how good you are at something and if you can just outwork everybody doing it. Yeah, for sure. I believe in like that as well. Because I'm not, I mean, you know, I've seen people come and go. You it's know? like it's, McDonald's I, isn't the best food. Drake isn't the best rapper. But those are the two most popular things because they are the hardest working. Like, Yeah, there's something that's... I'm um, guessing Drake works harder than anybody because he just gets to that point and McDonald's is fucking everywhere. Right, everywhere, <laughs> right. Yeah. I got to start changing my some strategies of mine. Like, I, First of all, you know what I heard before I came on this podcast, before we started recording, which is crazy. I wanted to ask you this. <laughs> Did you ever order food from Hooters? <laughs> I've never been to Hooters in my whole life. Okay. I'd be too anxious. <laughs> like, well, but like, I feel like, but I feel, <laughs> you'd be too anxious to see yeah, some titties. Exactly. Like. I can't have a boner and eat wings. <laughs> that is. <laughs> sometimes I feel, who was the marketing team, but like behind Hooters, because I'm. That's, that's exactly. I mean. Who wants to? Be, I've never wanted to be erect and eat at the same time. <laughs> Other than eat food. That's funny. That's funny. Because it's usually one or the other. You have to either, you you kind of eat after you do the business. That's like the reward. Yeah. Right? I yeah. always eat after sex. I don't eat before sex. Wait, you so can't, you can't eat before that, sex. No, nah, you got to take some bitches to dinner. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> You're like, damn, Chase. <laughs> He's fucking in the car before taking them to Wendy's. <laughs> I, take, I take girls on dates. I, and, and, the, and the women know that I do. What I'm saying is in this, in this particular example, <laughs> what I'm saying is like, um, I, don't know, I heard that and I was like, that was pretty funny. Yeah, like, no. Because I... I feel like Hooters is the, is, an only, is the only establishment where you actually have to like really go in person to get the Hooters experience. <laughs> like, how much of a person are you to order it from Hooters? Like, what are you hiding for you to for you to like like also, order it from Hooters? So I've never been to Hooters, but my friends have like forced me to go to a stri- couple strip clubs now, and that's what I don't understand. The person who goes to Hooters but wouldn't just get wings at a strip club. It's like that's just the step up. It's just they're Dude. the same thing, but one goes there. Like yeah, I know. Trust me. Those you know you know those people. You know who those people are, bro. Those people that do that stupid shit. You know who they are. They're the reason why ISIS took over Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 these are the people that fuck shit up for us. Like they don't they don't make sense, right? It's like, the same. It's the same people who eat like wings with like ranch. Oh, of blue thank cheese. you. It's blue cheese. Come on, no. or uh, die. <laughs> I'll cut a motherfucker out of my life if they don't put blue cheese on their buffalo wings. I get so crazy about that, bro. I do. When someone orders wings and then the ranch comes, I'm like, you're dead to me. Like, I'll smack it off the table. I go, look in my eyes. You're a failure. Your parents will never love you. <laughs> they so failed so raising you. With the... Um so with the podcast itself, right? It's the buck, the buck, bucked up podcast, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So basically, right? I've obviously seen it, and I've seen clips of it, and you're all over the place, right? Um, 
the idea of the podcast now from what it was before, like how, where did you get, where did you go from that? And like, where is it now? Because, you know, basically I see, basically what I see on Instagram, right. Is you talking to like hella black people and I like that <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, I love that shit. <laughs> like, I just, it's like I, just, I don't want that to be what no, the, I, what people think the podcast is about. No, it's right. It's, it's, it's definitely not. But before I want to talk to white people, and now <laughs> no, that's not what it's. But no, obviously it's like. But you 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 um, interview uh, a, a whole group of people mm-hmm. from like musicians, rappers, comedians, artists, artists. Yeah. yeah. So how's that shit been going? Well, it's I've never changed my Instagram bio. It's always been a self-help podcast from a comedian who doesn't know what the buck he's doing. Uh, yeah. And I think that's never changed. Like before, all I could talk to were like comedians. But as you get bigger and your pool opens up, you start being able to talk to more people and like rap. I loved just as much as comedy but i'm a comedian i'm not a rapper so like that's why it just kind of worked that way like the third rap guest i ever had on the podcast i got to debut a dj mugs album that he was putting out okay which was just like crazy to me like i was just like a every i was just every other podcast podcast in the area yeah and then i had this accolade where i was like and it doesn't even mean much to a lot of people but to me to be like i got to debut a dj muggs album yeah for from uh, cypress hill like that's dj muggs that's like DJ Muggs, yeah it was something cool and it just started growing from there like yeah. the rap thing like i got my first accolade in that like yeah i seen it man yeah it's just it, it, this podcast cuts to chase podcast i used to do a podcast before with a friend of mine um the Ready Set Blow podcast, and that was one of our main things. We just were consistent every week. We never dropped. We never missed an episode for five years. Congrats <laughs> each man, week. You know real, what I'm saying? And that shit, shit like yeah. that shit's not easy to do. But he's a an individual that's very like takes pride in like being consistent, and you know, and making sure at least in consistency for him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like kind of like that but you know I kind of walk the lines of like yeah we can do this tomorrow too you know <laughs> like but it kind of taught me if you're gonna do something be consistent with it um, but we interviewed too like we wanted to also interview just inter- interesting people you know uh, yeah. amongst like not just comedians just like many different types of people and this is what this podcast is about you know I don't care like how big a person is like or whatever the case may be I'm happy that they are where they are but the basis of this co- podcast is to like interview people who I feel that are interesting and that I feel like that are dope and where the, the spectrum can be wherever it can be. Yeah. You that's know, life is, I feel like like, cause life's that way. So, you know, you got to take you know. 100%. That's why I like putting out so many episodes is cause people only then see the like big guests, but the real people who listen to it, see everyone else I interview. Right. It's like, I don't know. I hate, I've said this so, but I hate talking about Rogan on podcasts because it's like whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's like, that's what he did. He just put out as many episodes as possible, no matter how you feel about him. But it's like, hopefully some take off. Hopefully some, you know, I mean, not, you know, some won't, but like. Yeah. It's just, you know, this game is really interesting. It's basically comes down to like, for me, it's like, what are you doing it really for? Right. There's a game for everything. Right. Like if you're do like for me, I just do. I do podcasts because I like to, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I would rather I don't get to talk to many people a lot 
so if I can get to have them commit to like one hour just to chop it up and get everything as much as we can, yeah. I'm going to take that opportunity. Because this times I don't see you for a, long, for a while. Like, I haven't seen shit, you know? You're yeah. doing your thing, I'm doing my thing, and then boom, but we're, we come back and we talk about, you know, Hooters <laughs> and, and, and strip clubs and you talking to rappers and all types of people. So I'll, I've I'll, never <clears throat> had a good experience at a strip club. <laughs> I've always had great experiences at strip clubs. From 2005 to 2012 was my prime years, strip club prime years. You have like, it's like an era. Yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. It was the the strip club era. <laughs> yes, of course. It's just like what, what was your go? What was your outfit in the strip club era? What was the outfit? Yeah. Oh, I mean, dude. my friend told me I had to wear sweatpants. Well, that's because, you know, I yeah, I yeah. know what it's because, but that's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Sweaties. Yeah. I mean, you want to I mean, it depends. Sometimes you want to be comfortable. <laughs> Sometimes you just want to be comfortable. I guess. Right? I wore sweatpants on a date before. Oh, I, I did that a few times. I But I don't wear, like, it has to be, like, nice sweatpants. Like joggers. Like joggers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what do you wear? Like, I feel like you don't have Lululemon joggers or anything like no, that. No, I got, like, I got, I got, my joggers are all right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching. Don't your, judge my joggers. I've been watching your gear on, on Instagram. I'm like, oh, shit. Bro, like, whenever my money's hurt and I'm, I look at my, like, clothing <laughs> collection, I'm like, I fucked up. <laughs> I have so many hoodies. Sam was, like, the first kid, I think, the first person I think I saw or kid that I saw that had Yeezys on. Before, like, he was 18. I'm like, where the fuck? Like, how did you get Yeezys I used to, at 16 years oh my, old? Before I was a, I was, I, I saved up a lot of money when I was younger working. But before I smoked weed, yeah, it was all shoes. And then I started smoking weed and I'm like, you got to make a choice on what you're going to dump your money into. Damn. And weed won out. <laughs> this was, you, um, I knew, damn. So, podcast is going good. Um, where do you see, how's stand up? You know, how's the stand-up game going? Good. That's the thing is like, man, what do they say? Uh, you have to be like 10 years in to be a good comic or like that's when you find your voice is like 10 years Yeah, in. yeah. And it's like... 10,000 hours, 10 years, yeah. And that. it's like, I've put in a lot of hours, but I'm only... The first time I did stand... You know how comedians are always like when you start and when you actually start? Yep. Like I actually started like serious three years ago yeah which is like scary because that's not that many years into it so i get i do well in stand-up especially for like i got a saturday night at the stand nice. where i got to do new york city yeah okay and i got to do in the main room downstairs nice what time? i got to do a 12 minute set um nice it was uh the midnight show Aaliyah janine show it was dope as hell um, which is like, I used to drive, I used to drive to New York just to go see shows at the stand. Yeah. So like those accolades are crazy, but I also don't want to be like the podcast guy that gets that because of my stand up. Cause stand up was always first and stand up is yeah. always first. So for like, sure. Sure. I respect the art of stand up so much that I want, it's like, I want to make a name for myself in stand-up and in podcasting, but almost not just be like, oh, he's just getting this shit because of his podcast. There's only there's one thing that will equalize all that. So you don't even have to like even think about that. There's only there's only one thing that's gonna like equalize all those answers for you. And you know what that is? It's just if you're just if you're funny on stage, it doesn't matter how you came. 
<laughs> because your bars, your your material is going to determine like if you're funny or not. Yeah. And how people receive that. Yeah. So you don't even have to like, in my opinion, you don't have to like worry about, oh, these people think like because I'm getting this, because I'm getting that. It's like, okay, even if that's the case, if that even if that if that's the case, bro, at the end of the day, you still got to go up and spit some shit at that mic. And people have to think it's funny. Yeah. So you have to be. So if you're undeniable, there's nothing no one can say. <laughs> that's how I look at yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel but you. But that's what I say. The like the three year in thing is because like then someone will ask me how long in I'm doing. And I want to be like, just watch my stand up. Just, st- just don't ask me how yeah. long I've been doing it because yeah. that's gonna make me feel like yeah, yeah. shitty about well, it. Well, that's, that's just like a temperature check that comedians kind of ask. Yeah. You know, it could come. It could come from like a it could come from a really good place. Most of it does, but yeah, but it could come from like some sp- like spiteful, like hating shit. Like, oh, this kid's like three, four years in. He's you know, fuck, yeah. I say fuck him. Yeah, and that's I why mean, I like, do, you know, I no, but think. I do just want to be like I, I love stand up, and that's the first thing. So I do want to be undeniable. Do you need me to get that bottle for you? Is it over by your leg? Oh, okay. Yep. Keep talking so I can pick up my <laughs> I understand. But I do want to be undeniable. But, like, it takes, it's a long road to get to that. So, like. <laughs> yeah. And who, you know, just, I say, enjoy the ride. Yeah. Enjoy whatever. I do. Yeah. Enjoy the ride, man. Because, you know, enjoy it. Set benchmarks and, like, just enjoy, you know. I've been enjoying watching, like, stand up specials again. There was, like, a time where I wasn't enjoying watching it. Mm. And now I'm back. Now you're back? Yeah. Like Terminator? I'm fucking T2 Judgment Day, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. No, but like, I think that's a real thing. I think I was, um, my writing, I wasn't writing as many jokes because I wasn't watching as much stand-up. Right. So then your mind isn't like working <clears throat> in joke right. form. Right, right. And I'm not saying do that all the time but if i needed that kickstart you know Mm -hmm. yeah i guess we all kind of like have to figure out a particular strategy that works for us it takes time to figure that out do you like sit down and write have you heard my act dude you think i write (laughs) i know but you (laughs) don't write i know you like fuck around i I, I, well it's like i I, i'm just terrible at i can't sit still Mm -hmm. i have a problem sitting still and like unless i'm writing like a story I could, I, you know, but if I'm like come, trying to come up with things and scenarios, I can't sit still. So I kind of, I'm one of these comedians. I think I just write on stage. I, I'll just make like certain, I'll, I'll have like certain points and I just have to like talk it out in the forms of like punchlines. And you know. I'm the same way. I can't oh, yeah? sit down and write. Like I, I it's so I, well, you, when I started, I forced myself yeah, to, yeah. I guess you had to, for- <sighs> I know, but I like, I'm so bad at that now, but also like it, I need to be better disciplined. Yeah. It's all about discipline. It's too. like, you can't have weight and shit. It's like, you have to just yeah. force yourself to do it until you get to that point where you're enjoying it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I I'm going to get there. It just, some things just take time. Yeah, you know? it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I just, the sitting down and writing part, I guess when I started, I thought, oh, this is what comedy is. You write a monologue and then you say it on stage. Right. But then the more you do comedy, you realize it's a conversation with the audience and everything you say is in reaction to how the audience reacted to what you last said. So it's tough to write that for me is like 
writing reactions because I don't know how they're going to react. But that also could just be resistance keeping me from sitting down and writing jokes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, listen, it's hard. It's hard. Everybody has their strengths. And everybody and there's every, there's people have strengths and weaknesses and in, in this shit. And yeah. You just I just firmly believe if you just cater to you know focus on your strengths and by the same time work on the stuff that the weakness part the weakness the weak stuff will eventually become not weak anymore yeah you know uh, yeah i feel like i have to hate myself to grow jesus christ that took a fucking left turn (laughs) for the podcast we were having an uplifting i'm I'm serious though jesus you said what is going on (laughs) no like to if you're happy with what you're creating then you're never going to want it to get better so I feel like if you don't like what you're creating, mm. it pushes you to to right. be like to right. be like no, I need to get to that next step because like complacency, uh, what's that? complacency is the friend of the devil friend or something. Friend of the devil, sure. Something like that. Yes, yeah, yeah. so it's something I know. I'm mixing up all Jeff my said it way better. With his voice. Way better. His exactly. voice was bad. I know. Too. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing I say can ever be inspirational because of how I sound. <laughs> you know, I could say some really deep shit, but because of how I sound, they're just like this stoner idiot. Like, <laughs> yeah. bro, this girl like, the other you told day. Me if you were my like, literally, if I was going to get a physical and you came in as like the pre-doctor. <laughs> I'm like, where, the f- where did you get this fucking guy from? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'd be like, yeah, you'd get up and walk out. I'd be like, first of all, how old are you? Number like, one. This isn't a CVS Minute clinic. <laughs> I'm like, did you get your medical degree at, like, you know, University of Phoenix online? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on here? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, there'll be so many, bro, you must get, so, people like must put misunderstood you, stand, st- misunderstood you, stand you? Misunderstand me. Nice. I never wasn't good in grammar. <laughs> I wasn't never good at grammar. I want I want a T-shirt that says I wasn't never good at grammar. <laughs> you must get misunderstood a lot, right? Oh, oh, dude, all the time. And this actually is the perfect like sum up of how everyone missed. Like, okay, break it down. This chick I was on a date with, or this was before we went on the date. She, I was explaining to her what I did, like my job with the podcasts and sure. stand up. Sure. And I'm like smoking weed, talking to her. And she's like a preppy. She works a good job. Like, okay. and she goes, Oh, you're actually smart. Like, I thought you were like dumb. Like, like I was like, Damn. Oh, like, damn. She, she's like, I just thought you were like a stoner. Like, not thinking. It's like, Nah, I think heavy about all this shit. Yeah, like, we do. But I, it's just how I look and how I sound. Yeah. Fucks it all up. <laughs> it fucks it all up. Like, nah. Well, you know, interviewing like the hardest rapper like who's who's the who's who's one of the like hardest rapper like situ no let me actually that's not a that's not a fair question let me break let me ask you this question which interview where did you ever feel like all right i'm walking into something that i'm not used to and i have to make sure that i'm on my p's and q's Mm, oh my god you know I have, I mean? oh, yeah I had to do a podcast with he's a good friend of mine now but this is the first time like we were like hanging out like this he we did it in the South Bronx project hallways 
Like we literally set up the podcast equipment in the hallway. And this isn't like we had like people blocking off the stairways, like no crackheads or what. This is the South Bronx project hallways. Like these are the... This, this is goes the down. place. These yeah. crackheads are walking by trying to sell us stolen shit while we're doing the podcast. I like, did ask for some earbuds. What's going on? <laughs> Can you like give me some earbuds next the time? the tags on the shit, and then they see the camera, and they freak out and run away. I want I want earbuds. If you go back, <laughs> I want some earbuds, and I want cool water cologne. Oh, specifically way want, too expensive. Why is it so on, well, I know there? street cool water prices are different. <laughs> that's not. That's but, just like, homeless piss and a nice bottle. They find a nice. They find the bottle and the nice people, rich people's trash, and they piss in it and they sell it for twenty dollars on the street. So some Bronx. So South Bronx. I'm doing this, and they we're drinking henny. We're smoking weed. Like this is Damn, like, sad. and I'm. Henny gets you fucked up. Like I now, this is a story I say on stage now because it's so stupid. But Henny gets you fucked up. It really does. Like you, and I'm a comedian, and so I wasn't watching my P's and Q's anymore because, like, yeah, now you're loose. Now I'm loose. I don't really give a fuck. Where this is on camera. Like anyone can find this. And the dude goes, "I ain't no dick sucker," and I go, "But you do suck dick, though, right?" And I had showed up alone to this podcast, and everybody that was with him got like, are we about to beat the fuck out of this dude on camera? And then, like, the dude knew me, so he's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, Like, he at first got a little bit, like, that's a friend. Well, also, I'm like, I'm a comedian. I'm sorry. I just, like, at the end of the day, you realize that, but that was like, yeah. If if I didn't, it wasn't good with, and that dude's like a good friend of mine. Shout out Thousand Words. That's the episode. Thousand Words. Thousand okay. Words. He's a photographer, yeah, we'll amazing photographer. But yeah, but they're, they're about to give me a thousand ass whoopings. That's you, that's wa- you watch that clip. <laughs> you watch that clip, and I almost <laughs> got my like. If that dude was like, yeah, nah, you can't, like I, I also um, was interviewing this dude TF. Um, <laughs> Who's a crip out of L.A., like, real crip, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't know that <laughs> CK. I like how Sam's explaining it to me. I <laughs> yeah, didn't, like making sure. Like, I didn't know crip. that. You know it's what crip. CK means? I know. Like, I, crip killer? I'm very familiar crip, with, I'm very know, familiar like, with the I community. Didn't know <laughs> that, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that you were a crip. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the crip podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's going to get me killed. Podcast. <laughs> Cut to the Chase podcast. We'll, we'll be brought to you. Cut to the crip podcast with Chase Abel. Jesus Christ. I'm I'm, I'm definitely going to die after this. So anyway, I'm tripping on mushrooms interviewing this dude, TF, and his producer gets up and adjusts his belt. And I go, whoa, man, don't Louis C.K. us. Uh, And this dude goes, you know, I'm a crip, right? You can't say C.K. around us. Like joking, uh, like trying to fuck with me, but I'm tripping on mushrooms. And that was another one. (laughs) I didn't watch my P's and Q's. (laughs) You're just it's so interesting the but you get to see how like some things like some shit it's real oh 100 street politics is a real thing oh the streets is like literally like right this is what i've been i always say man like you can say whatever you want to say right as a comedian or just even a person in general right cool free speech it's all good but (sighs) there's some people that they Consequences is what they do. 
Right. Well, that's like, <laughs> like, they're, they're, like they're born to give consequences and you just got to live with some some consequences. You I'm know? not going to say his name because we're all good now and it's not. But there was a rapper who didn't know who I was, just saw me popping up everywhere. And, like, started a rumor online that I was a federal agent uh, that they were using to, like, infiltrate Griselda and shit. Jesus and then he's like, sometimes these podcasters need to get G-checked. So I was like, am I not allowed to go to New York? Like, am I going to get beat up in New York? And finally, we're all good. And he tweeted, like, no, Sam's not a federal agent, federal informant. But, like, that was like, damn, I might not be allowed to go to New York for a little bit. Jesus. You're getting bad. You got to check. Damn, Sam. Sam's, yo, ever since you left me, man, you've been kind of fucking, like, going down this crazy lifestyle. You need to come back home, player. <laughs> Come back to the comedy club when you were 16, where you were drinking Shirley Temples and your Yeezys, <laughs> and things were safe. No, but listen, though, like... I'm always you're, you're, safe. You're, you're, I'm always safe, and the people, like, these are all funny stories. Yeah, like, of course, though. To me, they're, like, you know, I'm a comedian, so, like, mm -hmm. they're funny stories, but everyone is just... That's the thing I love is, man, like, the rap community embraces me more than even the comedy community does, and I still am a comedian. Like, yeah. I get so much love, and, like, just the people that I've been able to meet are the, my idols that say they see me. Like, they see what I'm doing, and they think I can get to the top. Like, that's the shit that's crazy to me. Like, Yeah, it's a good feeling, right? It's, well, it's a good feeling to do what you love to do, and you see... Like kind of you get you, you get rewards from it. You get you get you get to see it. Like it, it's it works when you stick with something, stay true to yourself. You know the people that's around you. I mean, it comes back just naturally. Yeah, it comes back to you. You know, if you just it does. It takes time, but you know you you're doing it. So you money's know. tight. Like I won't even lie. Like money's tight. Like I I don't do anything else. But the accolades and the little bit of money I do get, but, like, the accolades and the things that I don't even care about those, but they're the things that are, like, oh, no, you're on the right path. Yeah. Like. Yeah. We've talked about these. We've had these conversations. I don't even know. I think we've had, we had these conversations when we were, like, 16, 17, I think. You know, yeah, the for real. Club, we it's like. like I was like, yo. And I didn't even know what I was going to do back then yeah, you, were, you thought i was gonna direct movies like yeah. i thought i was gonna be doing that like but you were talking about it, at least like you had but i wanted to do comedy yeah and i wanted to have a podcast i could see you doing a lot of things man you're one of these individuals you know I t jeff how much time we go where, where we at now um no, you get 35 okay. minutes okay. oh oh left oh nice that weed slows down time yeah yo i'm like yo it's crazy right i was like yo jeff you good <laughs> I, I felt like I was in the Bronx at that time. <laughs> Yo, we good, Jeff? We good, Jeff? We got to get him out of here. <laughs> um, what I was going to say was that um, the shit, I forgot. When I was 16. Yeah, no, you're 16, the directing thing. Yeah, so, you know, you're one of these individuals, I feel like you have a versatility and a certain duality toward to for you know towards like you know what i mean you 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 can do multiple things you're creative like so you know it's only right that you try these things it's only you know all the things that you're interested in yeah like you know why not like cuz you you just you just are you just one of these individuals you know and i'm kind of like one of these individuals too like i you know i like sports man i like hip hop you know i like fashion I like people. I like comedy. It's like, why just stick in one lane? 
you know if you if if you, you know like it's just, yeah like i feel like is good you know any i was asked on a recent podcast my guests asked me can anybody like do it whatever that it is you know anal what what the are you talking about i don't get it It, like doing their dream like oh shit i don't even like the word dream i like the word passion pause i think passion (laughs) is the better word than dream my bad but like following your passion and i didn't answer well but i thought about it a lot and i 100 percent do think so i just think people have to get past the resistance and just start something and it doesn't matter what it is and the path will find you like hell yeah I started this interview with comedians. You were episode what? 11, I bet. Looking it up, you were probably episode 11. I had never even thought about yeah. interviewing rappers, but it just came and it came natural. It doesn't, at least to me, nothing I did seemed forced. Yeah, it, it just like yeah. came natural and worked out. So I think yeah. anybody, if you just start that thing and then just go with the flow, it can happen. Like, yeah. I'm not scared. To, to DM the biggest person in the world. I'll send Drake a DM asking him to be on the podcast. He might never see it, right. but like I wasn't scared for someone being like, yeah. fuck you. That's only happened a few times. I've, like, I've, never been, I've never been that way too, dog. I've never, that's, I've never been that way. I've always had to fight through the door, bro. I've never been one of these individuals that, were, that was given the first shot. You know, It's like I had to take the hinges off the doors and kick the door down. I had to show them, like, yo, I'm here. Yeah. In every single situation, sports, athletics, jobs, everything. Like, I always had, to, like, I can't not, I can't accept the easy way. I always choose to do the hard way because I learn more from the hard, from, yeah. from going through it. You know what I'm saying? And, like, being consistent and just jumping and not being afraid. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's like, like you, you know, you just can't be afraid. You got to just go. There's so many people now, bro. I be talking to them. It doesn't matter what age. I'm like, damn, like the lack of confidence in people now. It's just like, I could get it. The times are hard, you know, but I'm like, damn, we got to get out of that. Like, you got to believe in yourself. Yeah. And I think it's like, you got to eat a little shit, but you can't be a shit eater. You know, like you gotta, you just gotta push, you gotta do some shit you don't want to do. You got to be uncomfortable. The gym sucks, but you're going to look better going out. Like, Mm -hmm. You've been seeing my, my stories. I yeah, you have to be consistent <laughs> with that. But, like, you have to... Shit, bro, Conway. Conway told one of my best friends that he didn't like me. Okay. Before he knew me. We're, I'm on his album now. He was on my podcast. Like, I went on tour with them. Like, yeah. we're good now. Like, don't think... What do they say? J. Cole gave five CDs to Jay-Z or something? Or Jay- Jay-Z was like, I don't want to listen to this fucking thing and threw it on the ground and cracked it. Like, yeah, yeah. And then he signed to Rock Nation. It's like, you got to eat a little shit. You got to be uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. You got to be in situations... Where fucking oh, yeah. maybe maybe people don't like you, but if you just be cool, they will because they. I know what I look like as you're t- like. <laughs> I know why. I know why Khan wouldn't like me. I remember being blackout drunk and him going, "Nice to see you, Sam," and me going, "Nice, nice meeting you." And he goes, "I remember who you are, but I was so drunk." Like, I had to cut that shit out. I couldn't be wild and like that anymore. Nah, like, nah, nah, hell no. You have to come into <laughs> situations again properly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, self-awareness is very important. And it, being a, 
self-awareness is very important when you're an artist you know um it it it's a great equalizer to not like to to kind of keep things at bay you know what i'm saying so <clears throat> and you just kind of have to like you said it's a combination of just like learning willing to get stepped on you know and just keep going and but still have like the the capacity to not like to know yourself and try to be you know just and just be yourself that's the anxiety i think i think a lot of people have like they get a step they get a little bit of hurt like not physically hurt but they get a little hurt and then that creates anxiety where they're like i never want to deal with that again yeah but you're going to be sore after going to the gym the first day you're going to have to be consistent after yeah. that like that's what it's all about like yeah i'm glad man i'm glad that everything is working out for you and it's going you know going good i never i'm like yo this dude's going to be i was like he'll be fine <laughs> like I've always like yeah, this dude's gonna be fine, and even though I know people don't know everything about you and what you go through to to you know you know they don't know what the steps you you have to do to get these interviews and these situations you put yourself in and they only see the final product right like they yeah. see they see so um, so it's always good to explain where your mental capacity is and how your thought process because there's people out there listening you know whether it's one or just three thousand. There's yeah. someone out there that's listening to us, and that's crazy to me. You know, that's crazy to me. Fucking bro, it's what like in most cities I'm in, I get recognized, which is like it's like I I know how it sounds when I say it, and I know how it comes across as like braggadocious, I guess. But to me, it's like I'm still that 16-year-old kid who was going to Laugh Boston and going. I'd go to Laugh Boston one night, then I'd go to the Paradise for a rap show the next, and those were that was every night I'd go by myself. I didn't go with any, like you I'm still a to... fan first. Like yeah, that's good. That's that good. still freaks me. Like that's so wild to me that people see me that way. Like I'm that 16-year-old just a fan, you know? Yeah, it's that's a different. There's, there's many. There's there's a lot of levels to this thing, you know, and each level that you get to requires a little bit more strength. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. each level you get to, it's going to require a little bit more of you, a more stronger you of you. You know what I'm saying? The, so the first, this is just a, such a, the first time I ever got recognized, I was at Middle East or the first time someone asked to take a picture with me. You do look Jewish. Uh, everyone thinks I am. I was I can't I can't tell that story. Literally. <laughs> I was about to tell a wild story about what I just did in Detroit, but I can't. Like I, I'll, I'll tell you after the podcast. I want to hear a good Jewish story. To be honest, with you. remind me about Jews in Detroit. Yo, I don't mess with the Jays, bro. They all oh, yo they heavy in the streets, low key. Yo, I'm not even. We're not talking. Yo. Move on. Next subject. <laughs> next subject. So we're. Uh, I'm at the Middle East and I'm tripping. I ate too many mushrooms. Another story where I eat too many mushrooms. And this dude <laughs> asked to take a picture with me and starts like saying stuff about how he's a fan. And I'm tripping so hard that I'm like, I don't want to hear any of this. Like, this is too much. You probably think this guy's like, want to like have sex with you. Well, I just don't want, I don't want to hear about myself right now. Sure, like, sure. I don't want to listen to the music. And then he, 
I also don't want him to not be a fan anymore. Like, I still want him to like, I don't want him to think I'm you're, rude. You're, 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 you're so saucy right now. I'm just tripping so hard that I just hug him. He's like just talking about my just, shit, and I just hug him. And I'm like, all right, let's get this picture in. And he takes the selfie and never posted it. I lost a fan. Like, you went from, you went from friggin' you know, being spaced out on mushrooms to <laughs> aggravated assault. Yeah, literally, I'm just like, stop seconds. talking about me, but I love you. Like, I'm so thankful that you like the podcast. I just hug him. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't press charges on you. <laughs> he went in with love and went out with a... Like, just hate hating the bucked up <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh, man. You know when I, what I the, want the very first... This is when I knew you were like a real mofo. And I don't think I've ever told you this. I was like, oh, because I was doing a show, producing a show at Laugh Boston with Randy. And <clears throat> it was the my Comics to Cure show, right? And I we booked Darnell Rawlings every year for it, okay? And Darnell Rawlings, shout out to Darnell, who always comes to Boston and did it back then. Um, been on Chappelle's show, Ashley Larry. And you bought a ticket and supported the show and you were like i think like 16 17 at the yeah. time mm -hmm. and you knew who donnell rowland was from the chappelle this show. was before he had his like resurgence it was before it was like he has a resurgence now but like oh, yeah. this was like oh yeah yeah and we specifically picked arnell to like bring him to boston so to, to showcase him to get him like on the course of like getting him booked out here because he's phenomenal any murder any mur people don't understand this is another thing about killing i always get have conversations with comedians because i hear these fucking idiots around town you know they say oh yeah he killed i killed i was like you guys have no idea what like the level of killing up like is <laughs> like i've been in rooms where this man has shooken the floor yeah you understand like <laughs> i remember her like, laughing so hard shaking the floor like no, people I shaking the, the audience is it's like an earthquake I've been in rooms where people have shooken the so like comedians who made people laugh so much. There's like you don't know if like there's gonna be a typhoon coming in. Like it's crazy to me. Like Darnell, how funny he is. At that Comic Secure show, I remember laughing so hard my face was actually hurting and I couldn't stop. Like yeah. when you actually you like you're like all right, I need to stop laughing, but you literally can't. Like yeah. there's very few comedians that have done that for me. And I love comedy, but like oh, that, yeah. uh, that, I saw Joey Diaz oh, do that at the comedy store where I literally, my chest was hurting and I was like, please, I need to stop laughing. Yeah. Like it hurts. Hurts. Like it hurts. Yeah. Brody Stevens, another one I, rest in peace. Yeah. I saw him murder yeah. once. That's dope. Yeah. Cause me and you, we were, me and you visited the comedy store, right? You did, you did comedy at the comedy store. You did. First time I ever did stand up, my mom paid for me to get a fake ID just so I could sneak into the comedy store and I got on Kill Tony in the belly room Damn. I was 18 years old bro stop for a second let me look into the camera while I say this bro when you said when Sam said my mom bought me a fake ID to go to the comedy store dude that's the most gangsterish shit I've ever heard that a parent's ever done for a kid. Bro, I've been doing comedy 10 years. My parents still doesn't even know I'm a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> 
doesn't. <laughs> they don't. They don't even want to know that I'm a comedian. <laughs> they, 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 when people are like, "Oh, your son's doing comedy," they just don't deflect and be like, and they just go, "Oh yeah, so he's, yeah." Which son? Which son? <laughs> Danny's doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, like, I don't, my brain stops when, like, because I'm when like, they're like, oh, your son does comedy, and they just go, <laughs> <laughs> they just look around, just, who are you talking about? <laughs> my dad was like, oh, you, you're comedian, you'll make you, people laugh at you, they, you make people do family, they, you, they laugh at you. That, that's what you like. You like people laugh at you. <laughs> Yo, it's way more worse than the African accent. Yeah. The most simplest things, but but with an African accent, oh. it sounds way more like you're just a shitty person. I always hate it when my parents yelled at me in their African accent. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Actually, that was some nigga shit your mom did. She bought you a fake ID. That's only See, my mom had a coming to terms the other day because she was like, she likes what I do. She likes, she likes talking to, to black dudes. She, she didn't like it. She doesn't like... She likes talking to black dudes. She's proud of what I am doing, but she... Is it because if any friend Google's her son, it's me smoking weed with rappers. Right. Like, so I get it. I get it. But yeah. she was like, I bought you a fake ID to go to the comedy store. And I also, she would take us to Lil Wayne concerts and buy front row tickets. <sighs> and I'm like, yeah, this is exactly who I became. Like, my mom, you can't even get mad at that. I, I shit. love my mom, bro, but my mom is not cool, son. Like, she never did none of that. <laughs> like, she, she was just like, she's, she's, she, I got so jealous for I'm I'm being real with you. Parents who had like people who I knew, like friends of mine who had parents like that, I fucking was so jealous of them because I'm like, oh, their parents are literally like they're like in their kids' lives. You know what I'm saying? They're like they're supporting whatever it is that their kids like, regardless of like how possibly how crazy it might be at the time. Dude, if I went to my mom and it was like, I never asked my I want. Dude, if I asked my mom, yo, can you take me to a Wu-Tang concert? She'd fucking ship me back to Africa, bro. <laughs> like, she would be like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not taking to that music. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. like, we didn't grow up in a free thing in household, so, like, it was so conservative. So, it's like, when I hear stories like, yo, my mom bought me a fake ID, I'm like, first of all, I was like, I want your mom to adopt me right now. <laughs> Was she top Chase Buck. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to the Buck podcast with Chase Buck. <laughs> no, but... You know, that's a dope thing she did for you to get you into that comedy store shit. I did. I, I never did. I never performed at the comedy store, but I did my podcast at the comedy store. Oh, really? Yeah, we did it with Dean Del Rey. Oh, that's dope. So he did another one of your. He only did comics to cure shows. He did, yeah, he did one of my. Yeah, he did my other comics to cure shows. Yeah. But see, it's like a breaking generational curses thing, like if you have kids, if you want kids, whatever. I think you'd be supportive of their dreams. So then someone will be talking to them and be like, oh my God, your dad's so cool yeah. for supporting your shit. Because it's like your parents, your grandparents definitely didn't support your parents' dreams. And it's like my grandparents didn't support my parents' dreams. My parents, so they broke the generational curse for sure. and started supporting my dreams, which is I know how lucky that is. That's dope. Now I'm just letting you know that shit's dope. It's beautiful, That's but dope. then it's cool that like, all right, you see that, so then you're gonna break the generational curse. Yeah, like you're gonna be the one to do it. So you're the like, right. it might take another generation down, but it still happens. It still happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's mm, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. My parents and their grandparents didn't have time to dream. They had to eat. 
exactly. survive. Yeah, and know? it's not a bad, like, <laughs> you I'm know? not saying that in a negative way, because yeah. especially circumstances are big. It affects big, dreams, I'm sure. Are big. Yeah. But at some point, hopefully they set up a good enough, they did, they set up a good enough foundation that you can do this and then you can be supportive. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I feel like things happen for a reason, you know, and you come to the, you come to whatever it is that you're supposed to come to, no matter what. Like, it's going to happen. Whatever is, like, written for your life, it's already written. And you kind of just have to, like you said, for me, enjoy the journey. Know exactly where you come from. Be authentic. Be cool people. And you eventually get to where you need to get to. I kind of keep things very simple. You know, I don't like to, like, people make things, like, so extra. I, oh, I overthink everything. Uh, that's, oh, like, really? that's what I was talking about before when you were, like, that's a big shift when I was, like, I have to hate myself to, like, grow. Mm. It's, like, I overthink everything. And I think, yes, it makes me grow faster, but I also think in the end it's going to be a lot harder for me to find peace because of my how I am because of my mentality and that's not saying I'll never find peace but it's just gonna like if you don't overthink stuff it's probably gonna be easier for you to find peace with life well for you it's actually you probably won't get to that point because you've already you're already actually just outlined and already foreseen that people who usually don't ever get to pure serenity don't actually they're not self-aware enough to actually see that that so at least you're actually like vis- you're actually con- talking about you actually you know like this is the ultimate goal you want to get to so you're going to get there because you already are self-aware enough that's where you want to get to so you're, you're kind of different from people who actually don't actually get to serenity and there's going to be billions of people that don't it's a rule of numbers we have 10 probably billion people in the world not every person's going to like get to the pure happiness but they could they could if they're self-aware uh, you know what i mean so i think everyone could can get to that place uh this is it's like every because it's like it's like a really a really obese person like a 500 pound person it's like that person can still be thin it's just gonna take a lot more effort than someone else it's gonna be a lot harder because i don't feel i don't think that you're everyone can get there based on like what's happening with our like civilization currently now with everything being pushed down and being distracting you know like with technology and like you know investing things to like remove actual communication and direct experiences from people you won't be able to actually kind of see that you know what i'm saying yeah so like um but i feel like hey start with yourself right like it's easier to change yourself than change another person Right. Yeah, isn't that what they say? If you want to change someone around you, change that in yourself first. Like, yeah, there's been so many people. Maybe I want them to stop drinking or get healthy. Oh, yeah, me too, me too. And yeah. it's like the more I tell them, the more they're gonna go down into that path. So if I just change in myself, maybe they see that and get inspired. And maybe yeah. they don't. And maybe but they that, don't. Yeah. But it's better than me being like. Do this right now, because they're gonna be like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't tell me what to do. I'm gonna do what I want. <laughs> It's interesting. You're gonna meet a lot. We, I like. That's why I like stand-up comedy, podcasting, because you get to meet, and if you want to meet people, you get to experience people for a very short time. And if you really want to like get to see how they are, you just listen. <laughs> you know, actively listening to people has been like my best. Has been my kryptonite. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like just listening to people is like my kryptonite to like just drama. Because <laughs> because mm. you you know when you actively listen, you can avoid things. You'd be like, ah, nah, I remember I remember this person said this last time. Now they're switching up. Got to go this way. Got to go this way. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I I like. I've I've have to I've had to become a good listener from the podcast. Yeah. But I also like like you're saying short bursts of people with stand up and you said this fun it's funny, you said this at the beginning about the podcast, but it's like no matter how good of an interview and I'm putting that in quotation marks, <clears throat> I yeah. get I feel like if you watch like an hour of someone talking, you figure out and there are some psychopaths out there, but you figure out kinda who they are. And I really like that. Like, I can figure out who someone is just like... Just by reading them. Yeah, because yeah. I'm not good at, like, first impressions. Me either. I'm not good yeah. at being like, hey, a small talk. You know what I mean? I want to ask you what it is you do. Like, I've ruined so many dates, <laughs> so many dates by being like, what is your passion? And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, no, you have to, if yeah. we're, if this date's going, if this, we're going to finish this date, you need to tell me what your passion is. I'll force it on them. They'll be like, no, I'm I, fine. I'll ruin a date for that shit. I don't give a Jesus fuck. Christ. And we'll leave it off with that. Sam Buck really wants everyone to reach a certain level of peace where he will throw himself out of getting some sex. Oh, 100%. Are you kidding you me? You will put your fucking freedom on the, you'll put you not having sex for everyone to be at peace you know? yeah yeah if maybe a year later she'll be fucking writing a poem and she'll be like that was such a horrible date but i'm doing what i love <laughs> and that's all because of sam buck from the bucked up podcast yo man this has been dope Thanks it's for been dope. Me it's dope. I don't know where we at in time, but shit, I, I don't know if I, I can't beat that. <laughs> like we can't, we can't beat that. Um, where can people can find you, man? Uh, you can find me on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, um, Bucked Up Podcast. You can put that into social media. Um, if you like rappers like Benny the Butcher, Westside Gun, Conway the Machine, Danny Brown. Um, if you like comedians like Chase or like Maddie Smith or Matthew Broussard or Sam Talent, anyone, check out the Bucked Up podcast. For sure. Man, keep doing your thing, man. I appreciate that. You guys can follow me at Chase Abel on Instagram, C-H-A-S-E-A-B-E-L. Also, www.chaseable.com. Everything that you need to know is up there. Again, thank you, Sam, for coming on the podcast. And we're out. Peace.